0: Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the John Deere booth here at the Equip Expo. We have a friend of the show returning. He was on the podcast last year, Eric Hathman from John Deere. What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? I'm it's, tired.
1: I'm good, though. It feels like it was yesterday we were talking. Yeah, that was
0: fun. Last and, year. Yeah, and then you were on Jeremiah's show yesterday. Yeah, we
1: had some great conversations around... Uh, Riding lawn equipment, our introduction of the Z370R electric uh, zero turn, and since we last talked, I have product responsibilities from go-to-market perspective with utility vehicles now too. Oh, okay, so we just we talked uh, talked about a little bit about the history of uh, where's gate, the catered utility, utility vehicle? Yeah, so right on the other side of our yep. cool snow display that we have here at Equip, we've got a uh, an XUV835M set up with a uh, Western snow plow, V plow, and then also a uh, uh, salt spreader so kind of a one-pass solution yeah they're keeping you busy yeah yes for sure now where where do you live eric i live in Beaver Dam, wisconsin okay so it's like halfway between madison madison and milwaukee so southern wisconsin and and we're hoping for some snow this year it's been a little okay. tough on uh on the plcs out there without uh without a ton of snow um, the last couple of years, years, it's, it's been a little bit rough for guys trying to make some money in the wintertime. I
0: got you because your name takes at North Carolina. Yeah. So our
1: marketing headquarters for, okay. for turf and compact utility located in, in North Carolina. So I do have an office in North Carolina that I see once a month. Nice. Um, but yeah, also we've had we have a factory up in Horicon, Wisconsin, about ten mm-hmm. miles from where I live, and that's where our Gator utility vehicles are produced, as well as uh, some riding lawn equipment.
0: Yeah. So tell us more um,
1: about about this uh, machine right here. So what we're looking at in in the equip booth uh, is an 835M. Um, it's fully cab, full cab, HVAC, uh, very quiet cab, but also. Um, something to keep keep you really warm in the wintertime but mm-hmm. then cool in the summertime. So uh, we often hear about customers that are working outside and and they need a opportunity to cool off. And whether you're using the utility vehicle for work or not, it also becomes a machine that can then cool you off and get yeah. you recharged. It's a good break time machine, right? And what you mentioned snow, but what what are the other uh, multiple uses of it? So you know, Gator utility vehicles, what can't you do with a utility vehicle? Our Gator utility vehicles are used for so many different things. Um, they're designed for work. You know, if you know anything about John Deere and the heritage of our company, it's about tried, true, um, long lasting, heavy duty, uh, pieces of equipment. So, uh, utility vehicles designed for, you know, material, mostly for, um, heavy duty material handling. Um, How so much there, uh, pounds can it handle? So it can it. Uh, it's rated for a thousand pounds in the back, and that machine can also tow up to four thousand pounds. Okay, so it's. A, I mean, it's a heavy duty machine. A lot of lot of applications uh, that we see in in the governmental space or in the um, landscape contractor space include um, a lot of things with material hauling for installs, mm-hmm. um, as well as spraying. Um, we get a little bit of wetland res, uh, restoration mm-hmm. um, with these machines as well. And then obviously our whole agriculture community loves the Gator field to field, pass to pass, um, and use them, you know, they're, they're a small truck. Mm-hmm. And some like to say and laugh and kid that they're the price of a small truck <laughs> as well. Well, go ahead and price the utility vehicle, wherever, whatever manufacturer, right. and they're not cheap. But the nimbleness for them and the ability to get it in and out and get them in spaces that you can't get a, a full size vehicle Is is you know Is great um we see see them get used on beaches in the middle of the woods uh, middle middle of farm fields um, all sorts of uh um, campuses settings like that where uh, this time of year going into to winter where sidewalk uh cleaning mm-hmm. sidewalks and in smaller parking areas they're they're perfect for yeah absolutely yeah.
0: So you have your uh, pulse on the industry. Um, last year, we talked about the wave of electric and it seems like it's just only gaining momentum. What What are you here in Sensen uh, feeling?
1: Yeah, you know, you walk around Equip Expo and there's two things that really stand out, autonomy and, and electric, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes both of them together. Um, we're, we're certainly, you know, I told you folks a year ago, we're committed by 2026 to have an electric offering in each of our, each of our uh, product platforms that you see here today, we've got the Z370R electric here, which is our residential zero turn that is launched. It's available for customers to buy. It's sitting in our dealerships today, which is super exciting, and and customers are using those mm-hmm. as well this fall yet to uh, to mold their properties. So momentum is uh, momentum is building, um, but it's still a, it's still an industry that there's. Certainly, from the customers that equip, mm-hmm. that brings some caution and validation and ROI questions. Right, right, right. So there's 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 a ton of that that still uh, still needs to be validated and
0: and, and what's for. your answer to that, Eric? Because it is the price is like, eh, I think everyone that
1: that's where the friction happens when it comes because right. the price is much more than gasoline. Right, right. So that's behind closed doors. That those are the types of things that that. We're trying to trying to make work for our produce for, for our customers, I should say. Um, if if the product doesn't perform like its gas or diesel counterpart, you might as well scratch it. Mm-hmm. And then if there isn't a return on investment for the customer, then you you know it doesn't make any. You're not going to sell it, right? Um, so those are things you know we're working, um, and that's you know through. Um, some of the development that we do, the suppliers that we work with for some of our products, um, and then some scalability. How long have you been coming to the Equip Expo? So I think my first Equip Expo, and I don't know how how we talk about branding here, but the OPEI Mm -hmm. show, right? It wasn't at the OPEI show. I think it was 1999, 1998, 1999. Wow. Yeah, I talked about high school. We high school reunion crashed one time at a uh, um at a hotel during this show. It was kind of fun. We showed up at uh someone was having a high school reunion. Anyway, that's another story. But uh um yeah, been coming to equip expo since the late nineties and then off and on during the two thousands. But yeah, been he been here the last few years to the show. It's exciting. And like an incredible event for customers to come and see not only our products and ride and drive them out in the ride and drive area, but just really see the industry. Yeah. What's been your most memorable moment in all those years coming to the show? Um, I I think it's, to me, it's, it's seeing the variety, seeing the number of manufacturers that play in this space. Uh, it, it just, it floors me, it, but it also shows me that um, our customers' livelihood is, is secure right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of folks that are um trying to partner and specifically deer trying to partner with our customers to provide solutions that are going to maintain their livelihood right Mm -hmm. make them money right right pay the bills um so that's like you know sometimes you go to shows and people comment well oh that company used to be there um that vendor used to be over there and then you see a show, show start to shrink in size. Mm. Oh, there's less vendors, there's less manufacturers, and and this show seems to just keep getting stronger and stronger. Right, absolutely. How long have you worked at John Deere, Eric? I have been with John Deere for 25 years. Um, I started at Turf Care in Fuquay Verena, which is where our commercial mowing equipment um, that you see here at Equip is at and one of the coolest things i got to do 25 about 25 years ago was introduce the seven iron deck seven iron more deck which is still the brand of deck that we use today um seven seven gauge steel stamped because we can um that that uh, technology um tool and die facilities it takes to stamp a piece of seven gauge steel maybe 72 inch you know wider than this desk here a 72 inch piece of steel uh, in one stamp turns into a mower deck it's pretty amazing to see that costs a lot of money and and a lot of the players in the industry fabricate their mower decks because they they didn't want to invest in that uh in that um ability to manufacture a mower deck that way i was speaking with chase he's been here for 25
0: years as well so most folks nowadays they have 12 14 15 jobs every year or two yeah, They're changing.
1: Yeah. what's kept you and chase around for 25 years the I th- culture i think uh um growing up for me it was growing up in a town that had the turf turf uh, heritage so 60 years ago in 1963 we built our first lawnmower Mm -hmm. so we like to say that we uh, make tall grass short we've been making tall grass short for 60 years right and and i grew up around that and i grew up around like just grass mowing mowing lawn in a factory town where everyone that w- was from the town worked for a company that this was- This is in Wisconsin? Yeah, this is in Horicon, Wisconsin, which is where I mentioned our uh, mm. our gators are built, um, and also where our, the mower decks for our commercial mowing equipment are, are stamped and, mm-hmm. and built as well. So it's really the heritage of pride, and um, and I love, I love this industry. I've, I've worked for deer, like I said, for 25 years, and been around agriculture, been around turf, been around um, a lot of different industry. But this is this is just my favorite. It's yeah. it's something we can all relate to. I mean, John Deere is obviously such
0: a trusted brand. Uh, what's your advice to guys who are just starting a lawn business and they, they are setting all the uh, branding now? It's just them. We, we joke and call them Chuck in the truck, but they're just starting with one person. Yep. You know, mowing Mrs. Smith's yard. How how do they build something like John Deere? Where my grandpa had a John Deere. I think I mentioned that to you last year. Yeah. When he passed away, it went in the inheritance of my dad. And he's just, I got a John Deere mower. Like it it wasn't going to someone else. He was going, staying in the family. Yeah. So how
1: does someone who's just starting a lawn business create a culture like this where you want to work here for 25 years? Yeah. So a a couple things. I think uh, you can learn a lot from a John Deere dealer. If you go into a John Deere dealership, talk to talk to folks there and see how long they've worked there. Mm There's a, there's a similar type heritage there where folks want to navigate, especially sales personnel, want to navigate to products that they trust mm. uh, and believe in. Um, it's kind of the same way. Like, I wouldn't be working for John Deere for 25 years if I didn't believe in the product. Um, so, and those customers are going to do that research anyway, right? They're not going to do culture research. They're going to do product research. Oh, of course. But But the conversations they have, they'll start they'll start figuring that out, they'll start relating, and, and maybe if they can see through the, the conversation that those folks are super proud to, to sell the product. And there's a couple of reasons, I think, for that. One is it's, it's a good product, but number two, we, um, every piece of equipment at some point is subject to a failure, and the company that's there to stand behind it, um, whether it's the dealership for a repair, whether it's John Deere to support the repair, if it's parts availability, we can get you parts in, in a day typically. Mm-hmm. I, if we have to, if you need them in a day, if we need to get something that's down and get it back running within 24 hours, some, a lot of those capabilities are there. So then I'd kind of transition and, and say, well, someone might say John Deere's might be a little bit more money, it might not. Um, first off, price it. Go out and, and get some pricing. Uh, you'll be surprised um, but you will also get what you pay for, and that is totally legitimate. No matter what kind of green and yellow John Deere products you're looking at, um, and have some confidence in that, uh, knowing that uh, that it's going to last. You know, it's going to last a long time. And there's some there's some financial products that you know. Well, I'm a mom and pop shop. I can't just go out and buy a brand new one, or you know, and I don't, I'm really scared about buying a used one. Whatever that might be, but there's some financial products like there's some lease products out there that are pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, Two-year, three-year lease programs that get get a get a new producer in the in the business mm-hmm. on a fixed payment, so that and covered you know in a warranty period, so they know what their fixed costs are per month. Yeah. Um, for three years, like there's no surprises. If the machine has a major issue, it's covered under warranty. I know what my my monthly payment is going to be.
0: Fantastic, Eric. What do you do when you're not at Equip Expo?
1: What's what's a normal week, work week look like for you? So, so well, I thought you were going to ask like, what what do I do to have fun? I, like, <laughs> we got these snowballs here, and uh, and I come from you know the the northern part of of the states, and and I love snow. So, um, one of the things we've been working on. Um, with the display here and, and really with some marketing objectives that uh, we have within our company is really to get after the snow business mm-hmm. and support the snow business for our customers. You can see we've got few products here, compact wheel loader, front mount mower, 1585 terrain cut, a Gator Utility Vehicle, compact utility tractor. All set up di- kind of different ways to, to manage snow and ice mm-hmm. um, and suit different needs, whether it's big parking lots down to smaller sidewalks apartment complexes, condo associations, all that sort of fun stuff. That's fantastic. Now, we have a big uh, difference. I despise snow. I moved, to, <laughs> I
0: moved to Georgia to get away from it. I grew up in Ohio. We didn't get as much as Wisconsin, but it snows quite a bit in, in Ohio. Yep. So tell me more, though, because when I think John Deere, I think tractor, lawnmower. I don't think snow. So, so tell us more about this marketing objective and, and,
1: and how you guys are, are um, moving forward in that. Yeah. So, you know, our products are pretty versatile and um especially like the front mount front mount mower that can that's uh, around the corner we can't see it. it's a 1585 train cut uh something that right now has a broom on it which is awesome for sidewalks um and in you know in like a, an area like this or southern wisconsin where you might not have three to five feet of snow at a time you might have three to five inches something like that works uh works really good works really fantastic um compact utility tractors uh, I had a, a customer. We were at the uh, Sima show, sorry, Sima show in Connecticut earlier this year, and talking snow and ice. And had a uh, customer from Canada, and he's like, "Yeah, you see that compact tractor you came out with? I've got like 16 of those in my fleet at home in Canada, handling snow." And he's like, "I can take that compact tractor and do circles around the guy wow. driving driving around with a plow truck." Wow. He's like the efficiency of a compact tractor with a snowblower. And a uh, box blade or rear blade, pusher blade, whatever the combination might be. Um, they they claim they claimed how much more uh, much more efficient they were with those machines versus a versus a pickup truck and a plow. Plow that snow and make that dough. Yeah, we also partner with Western uh, snow snow equipment that they have with spreaders and V blades, straight blades to make it make our gator utility vehicles more versatile. Um awesome awesome machine you know a lot of our machines have cabs right you know Mm -hmm. most people that push snow or or uh, move snow are used to maybe sitting in a pickup truck and enjoying the uh the heat and music in in those uh machines but kind of the same transition if you jump into a john deere you've got heat you've got music if you want music you've got bluetooth capabilities in in these machines to uh to make some calls if you need to make some work calls or personal calls it's um it's set up to be comfortable and allow you to run 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 longer days. Yeah, and we're in a
0: transitional uh, geography geography here in Kent, Kentucky. It doesn't snow down in Georgia. Yeah, but, but Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Canada, uh, New York. Uh, so many guys that have lawn care businesses. You're only really generating revenue six, seven, eight months of the year, and then it gets cold. So. Is What piece of equipment is something you can use in the lawn business and then easily just switch it right on over to, to the snow months for those northern states?
1: Yeah, so um, one one particular product we don't have here that I have responsibility for is the X700. It's a heavy-duty Signature Series uh, lawnmower. It's a tractor, not mm-hmm. a zero-turn, um, but with tractor uh, tractors, you have more versatility. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of crews that I see in, in my area in the upper Midwest, you'll see a, a zero turn on a trailer in the summer, and then you might see a tractor with a 54, 60 inch uh, mower deck belly mower on it. And then in the wintertime with that X700, take the mower deck off, pop a front broom uh, or a front two stage snow blower on it salt spreader on the back, um, and you're ready to go for winter.
0: Okay. And is the payment options similar to the mowers? Cause I know these are, these are
1: expensive. Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned before, with, with some leasing that you can do, you can, you can handle it that way. If you're into a fixed, fixed uh, cost. um, or, you know, from a financing perspective, we've got some super cool, uh, 0% financing that's happening on, on a lot of our products right now through the end of October. Um, to, to kind of get in. A lot of 0% financing offers, as a matter of fact.
0: You mentioned the the snow equipment. Uh, what are the other marketing objectives that are going to 2024?
1: What are you guys focused on? Um, you know, really, it's... it's uh, um, we've, we've taken a, an approach to um, take care of customers and really try to um, align with... Uh, I don't want to say... Uh, profitability of the customer, but adding value where customers um, can translate that into to uh, making money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really um, showing that value as we, we sell our equipment versus task, necessarily task oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's taking like, this machine is capable of this, what are some of the returns you can get? um based on on the capabilities of the machine so like like an roi type calculator for for some commercial mowing equipment uh is really you know that's kind of the that's kind of a big deal for us even all all the way up to our producer segment where we do we try to do the same thing showing some showing value that way my
0: last question i'm curious because you mentioned the um trade show in connecticut yeah Um, you're obviously in louisville every year what other shows do you go to, and how does this rank? I know there's one out in Vegas that that's just uh, my, Brian. Uh, Tori was sending me a picture out there. It's just humongous. That was that the consumer Electronics show he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think yeah. one of them he was out there, and it was it was absolutely humongous. The uh, so anyway, how how does this rank compared to the other shows you go to? So
1: this this you know what I like about shows is the opportunity to talk to customers and then the engagement from the customer. Mm -hmm. And you with with the heritage of John Deere, you can get a customer that's gonna talk about my dad or my granddad's Mm -hmm. tractor that got passed down through generations, which is like really cool, awesome heritage. And then there's shows you go to where customers are very interested in the new equipment and how it can benefit them Mm -hmm. and wanna learn. And the way I rate this show is like the latter. Having customers interested in talking and how you can help them provide a solution with something that they're going to use and buy, mm-hmm. this shows like it's like off the charts because that's why all these all these folks are here. They're not here to talk, talk stories, right? Right. They're here to they're here to talk about solutions and and opportunities that are solutions for opportunities they have on their in their in their uh, operations. Yeah, and it's
0: folks, it's buzzing and bumping here. Thursday's always the busiest day at Equip. Um, Wednesday and uh, Friday are half days. Thursday is the only full day, and it's since I got here this morning, it has been nonstop. Um, and I can't tell you how many people came up one of these hats. I said, "These, I'm taking. This is one for me, and that one's for my producer." Man, these are sharp-looking hats. You gotta
1: hats. have a John Deere hat, and everybody asks for John Deere hats. And and people that aren't people that are new to our company, will come in and work a couple of these shows, and they'll be like, "What's everybody asking for a hat for?" Everybody asks for a hat. And yeah, this this show uh, yesterday was the first day on on Wednesday was super busy. Like you said, today is busy. Uh, we see we see some strong value uh, attending this show and and having the opportunity to interact with people in the industry like yourself and and certainly for our customers and have the opportunity to thank everybody for what they do too. Because um, there's no John Deere without customers and. That's it's where it all starts. We, we had some dinner last night with some customers and had the opportunity to just say thanks. Uh, it starts with customers by defining, uh, we, we start with our innovations and, and our product um, designs by talking with customers. And then that takes off all the way to the dealership that sells that customer that piece of equipment and takes care of that customer um, while they're using it. So yeah, kudos to all the uh, Hard working folks out there. Fantastic. Well, is there anything we're leaving out here, Eric, that you wanted to address? No, I would just, uh, just like last year, I'd say uh, um, nothing runs like a deer, right? Nothing runs like a deer electric, right? Because my my little baby uh, zero turn over there, I got to make sure that uh, everybody knows that they can play a little bit on the Z370R electric side of things, but nothing runs like a deer fantastic well thank you uh for
0: giving us the the time and space uh we appreciate your booth as prime real estate it's the first one when you walk through the door and i appreciate you guys giving us a um excellent real estate here to to podcast and, and the continued partnership i know we chatted with you last year and appreciate again i uh, got to talk, talk with jeremiah and, and just what you're doing with our podcasting community thanks yeah. for the
1: partnership yeah i appreciate you guys coming in I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to your audience uh People love you. You know, I know you're all over social media too, which is fantastic. So thanks for giving us a little time here as well. Cool,
0: thank you so much for the opportunity. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You wanna discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the price increase letter template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the price increase letter template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.